Hello everyone, Mike and Jody Cleveland coming to you on a Worship Wednesday. I love to worship on Wednesday, don't you? Mm, yeah, I like to worship every day, but yes, it is interesting and fun, it has been really fun to talk about these songs, um, some of which are worship songs and some of which are just incomplete songs, songs that were written for church but are incomplete, they're fragments because they don't include the gospel. Right. Only gospel-focused songs are truly worship songs. Right. Um, there can be, you know, songs that are fun to sing along to. They have good harmony. You can tap your toe to them or whatever. Mm -hmm. They might even be biblical. Right. right? They might even be biblical. Mm -hmm. But if they're not focused on the gospel, the gospel is what stirs worship in the heart. It has to do with what God has done for us in Christ, that he sent his son to be a sacrifice of atonement for us, mm -hmm. that he would willingly lay down his life in our place, giving up all of heaven, giving up his unity with the Father for a time so that he could come and suffer and die and to take our sin away from us. Mm -hmm. And now we are who believe we are the righteousness of God in him. And we have been reconciled and redeemed through the blood Jesus shed. That's the, that is the ground upon which all true worship happens. Right. Without that, it's just a song. Right. And unfortunately, songs like that have really no place in church. If you don't have the gospel, they really have no place um, because they're incomplete. Right. Not that they're not a good melody, not that they're not fun to sing. They're just incomplete. Right. And it's important that we have complete songs because, Lord willing, there are going to be unbelievers at church every week. And not just unbelievers, but believers who need to hear the gospel. Yes. And if we give them songs that are just pretty, we haven't lifted their souls. We haven't shown them Jesus. And that's the one thing we're supposed to do, right? right? That church is, sirs, we would see Jesus, right? That's what we came here for. Right. And if we don't see him, in the songs, if we don't see him in the sermon, then our hearts can't worship and we're going out into the week as if we've not been fed. And it's specifically seeing him on the cross 100%. and rising from the dead. Yes. The reason that's important is because Peter saw him as the Messiah. Sure. Peter saw him as the king who would come and set up his kingdom on earth. Right. And as he said that to Jesus, that you are the Messiah, the Christ, the son of the living God, Jesus said, well done, that's great, yes. God but has revealed that to you. Yeah. When he began speaking about the cross, Jesus and, said, yeah. yes, and Peter said, no, Lord, no, that's not going to happen. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Right. Because Peter wasn't seeing the cross, so he, he didn't have in mind the things of God. Right. And unfortunately, some worship songs don't have in mind the things of God. Right. And so they aren't really, truly worship songs. Today, we're going to talk about one. We've often said we're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. um, we've done the majority, I think, of these worship song Wednesdays have been the good. Today, yeah. we've got a We bad. like those better. Yeah, today yeah. we have a not-so-good one. This one's called How Great Is Our God. Let's just read the first verse. The splendor of a king clothed in majesty. Let all the earth rejoice. Let all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide, and trembles at his voice. 
trembles at his voice. Now, Jody, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? That's not unbiblical. Right? Nope, it's not unbiblical. I mean, he's. I, I, I do believe that he's referring to Jesus, the splendor of a king, clothed in majesty. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it leaves you just... Uh, okay, I, okay, so okay, the, king, the, king. the king clothed in majesty and all the earth is rejoicing. Right. Okay. Um, it, it, it's, it's not clear. It's just, An unbeliever or people who are not maturing in their faith would hear the song and have no idea what it's talking saying, about. Right. Now, the chorus, chorus is, is just like it. It yeah. says, How great is our God, sing with me. How great is our God, and all will see. How great, how great is our God. Now, let me share with you. There is a phrase that Muslims have, right. which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. And it says, Allahu Akbar. Mm-hmm. It even sounds beautiful. It does. It, it sounds pretty. It means God is great. Mm-hmm. Allah, that's God, Hu Akbar is great. It's beautiful. Right. God is great. But Christians have a different message. We do. We have a distinctive message. We have a distinctive message about a great God who came from heaven to yes. earth. Yes. To satisfy the justice of his father, right. who required payment for sin, yeah. and would not accept imperfect payment, right. anything that we could do. Right. He only accepted full payment, the payment of blood, the blood of a perfect lamb. Jesus, the Lamb of God, paid for our sin. This alone is the Christian message, right. not... Allahu Akbar. That's true. We should not sing songs that every religion in the world can join in and sing that's not distinctly Christian. Right. And no matter how much we appreciate Allahu Akbar, right. and as pretty as that sounds, and as much as I appreciate the devotion of the Muslims to their God, it is not the Christian message. Right. And we need to sing not how great is our God, how great is our God? Our God is great. Right. Well, <laughs> if we sing that, we need to say why he's great. And it has yes. to include the gospel because that was the moment of glory, right? Yeah. That's how God revealed his glory when he sent Jesus. It wasn't at the birth. There was lots of angels singing, mm-hmm. pretty lights and shepherds and wise men and all kinds of wonderful things happened. But mm-hmm. that was not the big moment. Right. The crescendo was the cross. Yes. And we cannot have songs without the cross. Oh, I beg of you, Christians around the world, don't leave out the cross. If you want to say how great God is, include the cross because apart from it, you, you've got no substance. You've got yes. no proof. Right. right. That's exactly right. Well said. Okay. I'm going to read verse two. <laughs> age to age he stands and time is in his hands, beginning and the end, beginning and the end. The Godhead three in one, Father, Spirit, Son, the Lion and the Lamb, the Lion and the Lamb. And again, here we are again with the biblical references. If you've got the decoder ring, you might be able to figure out what this is talking about. <laughs> but I'm sorry, as much the song is so pretty. Mm-hmm. When you hear it, it played, it's, it's beautiful. so beautiful. And my heart goes out because I believe that the writers, they were probably reading the Psalms. They were probably, you know, in their heart worshiping and they had good intentions. And so I don't want to sound critical, but oh my. 
And then we come to the chorus, how great is our God, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, how great is our God, and yes. so forth. Um, and then we have a bridge, name above all names, worthy of our praise, my heart will sing, how great is our God. Right. Jody, that phrase that Jesus has the name above every name comes from Philippians 2. Yes. And that particular passage talks about the fact that Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be held on to, but he made himself nothing. Oh, Taking you. the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, right. even death on a cross. That sets the stage for what is about to come, which is this. Therefore, because of Jesus descending so low as to, to die on a cross in the place of sinners, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge not how great our God is, right. but acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Right. And so what do we what do we see here? When you leave out the grounds or the basis or the foundation for the great name of Jesus. Right. You leave a fraction. You you are speaking in un incomplete sentences. Right. You're leaving out the power. And this is where you and I, I think, feel such passion about songs right. like this. You've left out the power. Right. Remember, the gospel is the power of God, right. both unto salvation and for those who are being saved. Yes. So if you leave out the power, you leave out the freedom, you leave out the love, right. and it becomes a very distracting song rather than a worshiping song. Right, right. The songs that we sing on Sunday should be songs that remind us what God has done for us through Jesus Christ and his death on the cross and his glorious resurrection. You know, it. if you think about it, the gospel, the death of Jesus to take away our sins and the resurrection of Jesus that um, uh, kind of opened the door, if you will, uh, so that we could be part of the family of God, we would have eternal life. This gospel message, that's what creates worship in our hearts. That's what we need. You know, we walk around in this world and we get dirty. There are fractions and arguments and anger and bitterness and anxiety and depression and sorrow and sadness and death and dying and sickness. And it's, it's so pervasive. You can't escape it unless you hole up on the top of some mountain somewhere and then you're not really in the world. So, you know, we need, when we come to church, it's like a hospital. It's like a, it's a place of refuge. It's a place of life. And, and every aspect of the sermon, from the greeter to the see you, see you soon people, you know, everything in between needs to be constantly reminding us that we have a Savior, a Savior who made himself nothing, who died on a cross, who rescued us and redeemed us and restored us and gives us life. And there is hope for a future that's beautiful and bright and perfect and free of not only sin and Satan and the flesh and all the 
but all of us bad stuff in this world right we're going to a better place this is temporary and if you don't give me the gospel i'm gonna forget that and my temporary is gonna be real large and it's gonna take up my mind and take up all the space and i'm not gonna see jesus which is what i need and what you need that was so beautiful i wish we could just end there but i have one comment and that is um yesterday in a church we were visiting they sang this song which is why we decided to do it right. oh, everybody's looking down looking around no hands are raised you know how great is our god yeah you know and all that yes we agree he's a, he's a great god we sang another song yeah i can't wish i could remember the name of it do you remember the name of it, the good one Christ our hope. Or Christ our hope. Maybe something break like the that chasm often. is yes. how it started. By Phil Wickham. But yeah, and it was so interesting to look around. It was a fairly sparsely attended church, but um, everybody that I saw had their hands raised and were worshiping. I had tears coming down my eyes. Right. I, I, I was bubbling over with love, the love of God who sent his son so far to redeem me. Yes. And to go to hell and the grave right. to rescue and ransom me. I was just rejoicing and worshiping. Mm -hmm. um, and so you compare those two songs right. and you see, and, and maybe uh, if our listeners would see fit to send these worship Wednesdays to their worship leaders oh, sure. to say, please, please don't play songs that leave out the message of love, right. the message of power, the message of our atonement right. where Christ atoned for all our sins, <clears throat> where he forgave us completely on the cross, where he said it is finished. Yes. And as the final declaration of a finished salvation and accomplished redemption came out loud and clear, the whole world knelt and proclaimed the greatness of King Jesus, the name above every name, right. and worship goes out to him. Thanksgiving goes to the Lamb of God mm -hmm. who died for us and who rose for us. Right. Uh, and let me just pray right now, Judy. Mm, okay. Father in heaven, would you please revive a spirit of true worship in your church yes. by sending worship leaders who are committed to only playing songs that highlight, that focus on mm -hmm. the great sacrifice of our great substitute, yes, the one who traversed heaven all the way down to earth and even lower to the lower regions of the earth, it says, for us to rescue us and grab us all up in his arms yes. and take us back to heaven with him. Mm -hmm. And this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.